0: Take five. Welcome to Her Fancy Football. You can hear us on blog talk radio slash her fancy football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on herfancyfootball.com so you can get our newsletter. We will give you our four fun ingredients for our fun Free FanDuel game diced. Also, you can listen to us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from nine to eleven Eastern on Saturday nights. You can chat with us on Twitter at Her Fantasy FB and on Facebook slash Her Fantasy Football. I'm your host Courtney Kirby. I'm here with my lovely sisters Brennan Marianne, Lee, and Ashley Williams. It's week eleven, and I think that's the first time I did the intro. Absolutely perfect. That's
1: right.
2: Nice, Mid-season form. Good job. Yep.
1: But slow I'm clapping yourself forever,
0: right yeah i am i'm proud I'm <laughs> Proud, guys last week of the buys i got the intro fully in full right there boom boom all right guys get these teams out of your lineup the san francisco 49ers you don't own any of them other than maybe carlos hyde the new york jets i own all of them carolina panthers and the indianapolis dun.
2: Oh, you can't have, you don't have to decide this week if it's the one where T.Y. Hilton goes off for 150 yards or gets you 20 points
0: or Or 20 yards. Yeah. 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 There we go. That's what I meant. Two or 20. Two Mm -hmm. or 20. You never know. (laughs) Two or 20. It's exciting. Woo.
2: (laughs) Poor T.Y. Hilton. Poor T.Y. Hilton. Mm. It's not his fault, guys. It's
1: not his fault, but come on now. Uh Do we need to
0: have uh, congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers, right? For winning a game. Congrats, guys.
2: I think this is special. You guys, the Giants are so bad. It's really special.
0: It is really special. I agree. I agree. We'll talk
2: more about that later.
0: (sighs) We'll get into it. We'll get into it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's week 11, people. Cheers to you. Oh, and Jeff Uh, Broughton
2: on YouTube already congratulated you for your great open. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Thanks for Woo, listening live. 11. Yes. Yes. All right, you guys. Let's get into these matchups. Thursday night, Tennessee Titans, the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. We got the Titans. Demucker Murray has the best matchup against this really, really tough team the Steelers defense is on point in 2017 only giving up double digits once in the last four games to a running back Murray blew up last week with 25 fantasy points in standard leagues so there's no way you're going to bench him or I'm going to tell you to bench him but you need to prepare yourself okay Marcus Mariota this is going to be a tough Tough day for Mariota as well, and he's just been mediocre thus far. Sure, Shocking. Steelers have given up some yards in the last two weeks, but he's only thrown over three hundred yards once this whole year, so I doubt he's going to make it twice against the Steelers. That that's not where my money's going. Delaney Walker is off the injury report.
1: That's worth a slow clap.
0: Yep, there it is. He saw nine targets last week, and although he still hasn't found the end zone, I don't think I would bench him either. I do like me some Walker. You can always start their kicker because, come on, it's suck up. Uh, I got Derek Henry as a bit of a sleeper, flex. Not an awful option, not the best option here against the Steelers. Um, as far as the wide receivers, uh, Pittsburgh gives up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. I will note that Corey Davis saw the team high of targets of 10 last week. He could have a decent fantasy points if he hadn't fumbled the ball diving into the end zone. So that's a thing. Um, the Steelers will be shutting down the Titans' number one wide receiver. And they may think it's going to be Corey Davis after last week. They might put more emphasis on Richard Matthews. It's really tough to say. I will say that it's not going to be Eric Decker. I'll say, either way, it won't be so, Decker. So, <laughs> you're in a really, really deep league and you need a flyer, you know Eric Decker won't be getting shut out. So... You know he's not going to get more than six fantasy points, but he won't be getting shut out. Um, Obviously, you're going to bench the Tennessee Titans defense. You don't start them against Pittsburgh. No. No, no, no. All right, Brandon. The Steelers.
2: Although, I would say, really? I mean (laughs) – Steelers been pretty pedestrian as well as of late in the offensive side of the ball, although their defense has really carried this team. And uh, again, I agree with you. I think that the the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is definitely a mighty thing. Uh, I know a lot of people are going big on this game on fantasy Twitter, um, being like, "Oh, I'm starting Marcus Muno and I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger." This would be a big shootout and man are there no. two more disappointing mm. no quarterbacks marcus mm. Mariota? good or bad matchups you guys mm. check their Won't game be a shootout
1: when what you only you throw over two about? under 300 yards that by definition cannot quantify as a shootout it's no. not a shootout it's no it's,
2: but hey i mean maybe maybe and and this is where maybe. i'm going to give it to you All right. The last time these two teams played, it was November 17th of 2014. Now, a lot has changed since then, including Ben Roethlisberger. He hasn't uh, missed a game so far this season, and he's still only the 21st highest scoring quarterback for fantasy this year. He's not even the top 20. That is really good.
0: It's really good. Consistency.
2: Whoa. Consistently bad. Uh, here's the deal, uh, and this is in a year of terrible quarterback play, where we've had numerous backups come oh, in. Yeah. I, I don't even understand how this is like technically possible. Um, and and ju- we Drew Brees
0: like- isn't even good this year.
2: I know, I know. Well, not as good. He's still better than everybody else, thank
0: God. Well, I mean, they're running um, the ball, so he's not getting as many opportunities. But I mean, just right. saying, still like easy, even if- he's
2: the eleventh highest scoring. Well, that's what. But that's because nobody's yeah. good this year. That's the whole point. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah, exactly. So uh, here's the thing. We think of Ben Roethlisberger has, as having these like huge home-and-away splits, and that is technically kind of true this year as well. He's averaging 330, uh, 334.33 passing yards per game and 1.33 touchdowns per game at home, and then only 253.17, but the exact same amount of touchdowns per game on the road. So, yeah, technically, you know, that's 80 yards less. Um, but he's had <laughs> – only three home games and six away games. So that's crazy. Um, And he's had five interceptions in both. So actually his amount of interceptions has been more um, at home in, in, in terms of the ratio. But all five of them came against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah.
2: Is there a train?
1: Yeah, in Denver, where I am.
2: Oh, wow. Nice. That was so fun. That was like – I
0: felt like mm-hmm. I was in – what is that movie? Hugo? That's like the
1: Steelers running over
0: the – Yeah,
2: I was the- like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or the running right
1: over Ben Roethlisberger, their Five Interceptions. <sighs> so that is –
2: So here's the thing, though. He's only had three home games, but they were against tough defenses. Minnesota, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Cincinnati Bengals. This is going to be his first home game against a not good defense. There is a possibility that this is the turning point for him. But if you look at his game log, I'm going to be honest with you, I have no other evidence to give you that that's what's going to happen here. So – I don't know what to tell you other than you're going to start all the wide receivers because Tennessee is terrible against them. Antonio Brown is going to bounce back. I know he didn't do well against Indy. It was disappointing. Um, But Juju Smith-Schuster continues to ball out with these touchdowns. I think it's the bike adorableness. I think they just think he's adorable. So they're giving him a lot more targets. Or
1: it's like Roethlisberger's bitterness to Martavis Bryant.
2: It still is a little bit. Although Mm -hmm. Bryant did come back with a bunch of targets. But one of the miscues between him and Roethlisberger resulted in eight interception so there's a possibility that they don't go back to him so he's definitely by far the lowest on this thing you always start levy on bell i don't care about the matchup always 100 total yards chris boswell's a must start (laughs) Pittsburgh's defense is a must start. I'm sorry, Marcus Mariota, but it's true. And the sleeper is Vance McDonald, who did score a touchdown last week, but he is questionable uh, due to an ankle injury. I would not start James uh, Jesse James, but you know he's the only guy that's like I guess intriguing, but I still probably wouldn't do it.
0: All right, now a quick break for our sponsors, and we're back. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we got the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears. Lions. All right, this is a very scary matchup for Stafford. He has been hot over the last few weeks, so I understand. I hope he can fight through this tough matchup this week. But only one quarterback has had more than fourteen fantasy points since week two, and that was Aaron Rodgers in week four. Yikes! Yikes! Scary. Yikes. Hold me tight, fetal position. Um. So, play him at your own risk. Uh, We do have them ranked in our top ten because, as we said, quarterbacks are sketchy this year. Um, They're almost like the tight ends. They're getting there. They're getting real close. Um, But, yeah, so – Sorry. It's not the best week for him. Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. All right. These receivers are going to get their fantasy points through PPR settings. Only one um, wide receiver has had double digits in standard leagues since that Green Bay matchup I was talking about in week four, and that was Devontae Adams again uh, last week. So I will say that Brandon was right asking that big question. Do you think Galladay is going to affect Mr. Jones? I was like, no, I don't think it should be a thing. No, it sure was a thing. Holiday saw more targets than Jones last week. So if I own Tate, I'm starting him in any setting, standard half PPR, full PPR, right? Regardless. But if I own the other two wide receivers, I'm only starting them in PPR links because they're going to have to get their fancy points by receptions. Not so much yardage or touchdowns because, again, this is a tough matchup. The Chicago Bears, it's 2017, it's weird, I know, are a really good defense. So... Uh, that's kind of where I stand with that, Matt Prater. You're starting him, obviously. Detroit Lions defense. I have him ranked number two. Although Chicago Bears defense is really good, their offense is not as good, and the Detroit Lions defense is super good. So I really think that you should start him. Um, they are the they have the fourth most fantasy points. Um, out of all the defenses. So I think they're a must start. They're going to get somewhere between 6 and 20 fantasy points. I can't tell you what it is. It's not going to be less than 6, so that's a decent floor, right?
1: Yep. Sure
0: And it's a very high ceiling, so I like them a lot this week. Uh, Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick. This is Detroit's best matchup, and I don't hate them this week. I really don't. Their numbers are going up, and I think the Lions will need to use their running backs if they want to stay competitive in this game against that defense. So Abdullah's had a touchdown in each of the last two games. I do not hate them. Um, As far as Eric Ebron, I don't care what he did last week. You're not starting him. Boo, boo, boo. The Bears.
2: All right, you guys. Uh, Supposedly, Mitchell Trubisky used some colorful language at practice when the offensive linemen decided to break from a huddle earlier than he wanted them to. It's getting hot in her. Mm. This whole team feels a lot of pressure right now, including their coaching staff. And I can't defend their coaching staff. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you; it's been
1: questionable. And what um,
2: does
0: the fox say? <laughs> boo, boo,
1: boo, boo, <laughs> boo, 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 boo. you saw, like, yeah, <laughs> you saw the press conference after where John Fox being like, "I've never been concerned about my job, and I'm not going to start now." And I'm like, "You should be."
2: Yeah, yeah, you're. You're yeah. delusional, but all right, you do you. Uh, Jordan Howard uh, did let you down last week. If you were one of the people on, on fantasy Twitter that thought he was going to become, like, the greatest thing that's ever happened. He's always a must-start, you guys. He's always going to get the volume. Um, this game with Green Bay was bizarre. Uh, he only got 54 yards, but you still start him. And, and you know, listen, three of, uh, of the Lions' last four games featured an opposing running back that had at least 75 yards. In fact, the Saints had two of those, so. I still think it's okay. Uh, Dontrell Inman, though, I don't yep. know why everyone didn't go out and run and get this guy. Okay, so the Bears clearly traded for him because they don't have any wide receivers. If you remember correctly, their are two top wide receivers. Both went out for the season before the season started. Okay, so trust me, they needed this guy. And what did they do? They targeted him eight times in his first outing, for, and he caught six of them for 88 yards. That is is what they need from him. He's the number one guy, you guys. I don't. There, there's just no debate here. He is less than a season removed from having uh, 810 yards off of 58 catches and four touchdowns with the Chargers. He's going to be just fine. Um, and I like this matchup against Detroit. They're going to have to throw the ball. It's a divisional matchup. They're going to have yep. to keep it up. And also, Mitchell Trubisky had a season-high 35 pass attempts, a season-high 297 yards last week. Now, that is not me endorsing Mitchell Trubisky, but it is me endorsing Dontrell Inman. So uh, I just think that he's still only 9% owned on Yahoo. That's crazy, you guys. You can get a number one wide receiver in week 11 for free right now. Just go to a free agency. Just pick him up. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So uh, due to the blowout potential, though, I, I don't know. I mean – We have the Chicago defense ranked 17 against Detroit. It's probably generous, even though the defense is probably better than that. But, man, it's hard to do that if your offense isn't pulling its weight. Uh, You can't start the kicker because of a blowout, not ranked. And Adam Shaheen, uh, Shaheen, you're not going to start him. Uh, But if you're in a super, super deep league, especially if Deion Sims continues to be injured, which he had to sit out last week, um, he is their rookie tight end. He's still learning the game like most rookie tight ends and what have you, but it does look like they want to get him more involved. So I just wanted to put his name in your ear. Uh, And I do that a lot with this team because it's like at some point someone has to break out, right? But I guess it's on Charles Inman. So there you go.
1: There you go. Perfect. All right. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Cleveland Browns. Talking about a defense, you're going to start this week. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you're for sure playing the Jags against the Browns. Uh, this is the kind of matchup that you've been salivating over. Also starting Marquise Lee, he led the team in targets, catching six of 11 targets for 55 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he didn't practice Wednesday, but this has been pretty regular pattern for him the past few weeks, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, he's on hundred percent, but at this point at time in the season, virtually no one's a hundred percent in the league right now. So I wouldn't be too nervous. You're starting Marquise Lee, Leonard Fournette. Oh, he did not have the comeback game. We were all predicting and only rushed for 33 yards off 17 touches. He also had two catches for 13 yards, but you know, eh. uh, he wasn't able to get anything going and let's hope that it's not something larger than just a bad week. He had missed almost a month when you think about it between going out with the foot injury in week seven, then they had the bye, then he was punished by the team, for multiple reasons, including not showing up for the team photo, and then he had the disappointing 33 yards. This week is no cakewalk because the Browns give up the eight fewest points to running backs, and I don't feel especially amazing about it, being as he was limited in practice on Wednesday, which might mean that he re-injured that ankle potentially more severely than we thought, which would explain why we didn't see him play much in the fourth quarter. He did come back in overtime, but they kind of held him out in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I mean, you have to, you have to start him. You're still playing him, but I just – I'm not sure how how ready he is to be honest with you. I mean, what do you I mean? What do you guys think? Are you nervous about the fact that this yes. ankle injury might be a little bit bigger than we think?
2: Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't think any of this is good. I also think the Dee Westbrook thing is just crazy.
1: We'll get to that. I'm not concerned about it right now. Well, this is an
2: another un- injury guy. I just think that that I don't it like is. people coming off of injuries in general. So I may be the wrong person to ask, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm always nervous. And you know what? Sometimes people blow up on my bench because I'm too conservative. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Yeah. I do the same, right. same thing. Um, the difference is I don't love TJ Yeldon or Chris Ivory particularly. So I, for, you're playing Fournette. I just want to throw it out there that he, he was basically off for a month came back with limited production, and then re-injured himself with an ankle. So I don't, and again, he was a player that had been injured in college, so I don't love that history of injury, um, but you're still going to start him. Sleepers, TJ Yeldon, he rushed three times for 11 yards and then caught six of eight targets for 39 yards, and he is allegedly topped Ivory on the depth chart this week. I don't know if I believe it, or more I so I should say, I don't know if I agree with it, but... Um, but either way, this is not a good matchup to test it out because, again, the Browns have a pretty stout rush attack. So I, this is not the weekend that you're testing this out. Mercedes Lewis, on the other hand, he has the best matchup of the week, and he has a shot at touchdown. Is The Browns have given up seven touchdowns to tight ends this year. So he is someone that has had two big games this year. There's a chance this could be another one. He does have the best matchup, as I said. So if you need a long shot on a tight end, he's someone that you can consider bench alan hearns he actually had a good game uh 70 yards off nine targets caught seven of them uh but he's not going to play this week because he injured his ankle so there's no timetable on when he will be back but this could be bad news as dd westbrook as brandon said is set to come back this week he is a real talent and you know he will have to take some catches away from someone timing seems like this might he might replace hearns but with that said, you know, the ESPN Jaguars reporter Michael DiRocco said that he will not be a big part of the team's game plan this week. What I will say is, they also said that about Jay Ajayi. The Eagles did, and you saw what he did. So, um,
2: yeah, but Didi Westbrook's never played in the NFL, and he's, he's barely never been played. able to even practice with Blake Bortles. And Blake Bortles has to be good enough to get him the ball. I, I don't know. It's a bad combo It's me. That is a, bad it's a valid point. It's, you got to have that chemistry.
1: And no one wants to rely on Blake Bortles to carry the load, which is what he'd have to do. But – I'm just saying, they've been pretty excited for D.D. Westbrook. I'm not playing him. That's why I have him in my bench category, but somebody for you to look out for because he is slated to replace, essentially, Hearns, potentially uh, certainly will take away some volume from him once Hearns returns.
2: All right, Brandon, I'm up with the Browns? Oh, man, the Browns? Are you kidding me? You want to start someone on the Browns against the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> you do you. I mean, like, really? Is I almost said that. I almost just wrote that and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, I got to be a little more professional. Some of us need Don't dive too know? much
1: into it, all right? But barely. Don't worry, I'm you guys. I'm a while loner. Talk to me.
2: All right. So uh, Kenny Britt had his best game of the season last week. Um, so, of course, now he's on the injury report and is questionable. Mm-hmm usual isaiah Crowell was also limited in wednesday's practice uh he too had a good game last week in fact over his last two games he's totaled 232 or 213 total yards and two touchdowns he's the only exception that i am willing to make against the jacksonville jaguars because he has the best matchup but barely and my only concern is that i'm not quite sure the, the browns are going to get a first down let alone near an end zone. So I I don't know what the upside is there, but I do think he will get touches. We all have our own set of desperation, so maybe that's what you need, but I'm just being realistic here. Although it is good and positive to see that he has been much better recently. Corey Coleman is also going to make his appearance supposedly in week 11 for the first time after... yeah, breaking his hand for the second time, two seasons in a row, which is just still bananas to me. Um, and again, Josh Gordon is supposed to coming back in a couple weeks here. Uh, again, maybe, you know, he's to practice with the team, get that all together. Uh, and then Deshaun Kaiser had his best game of the season last week. Uh, limited in practice, though, due to, to a rib injury that he suffered during the game. He was out for a little bit and then he came back in. Supposedly he's going to play, but whatever. Again, it's the Jags. I'm done.
0: Oh, good for you, Brandon. Thank you for not wasting our time. You're All right, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the
1: Green Bay Packers. Similar to Brandon, you are not starting anybody on this team. Everyone kind of falls into the sleeper category or the bench category. So, In terms of sleepers, Jeremy Macklin, he actually looked decent the week before the bye. They were on bye week last week. He caught eight of nine targets for 98 yards. Uh, the Packers got the eighth most points to wide receivers, and this is the best matchup for the team is the wide receivers. So what I will say is wide receiver ones and wide receiver twos are both able to do well. So I guess you can play Mike Wallace as well in flex spots. Again, we are talking flex only here because, again, this is not – it's its the Ravens, and they haven't been great. Alex Collins and Buck Allen also have a great matchup, so you can play Alex Collins in standard and Buck Allen in standard or PPR. Uh, it is a toss-up each week as to who will do better. And when you look at how the Packers have def- done defending running backs this season, there's no real trend towards – whether the pass catching back or the power pack is actually gonna do better. So, I mean, it it really varies by team. So what I will say is, again, these are are good flex options, but I don't feel incredibly confident about them, despite a fairly good matchup uh, in your RB1 or RB2 spots. Ben Watson is another tight end that was targeted 10 times the week before the bye. He caught seven of them for 41 yards. But the Packers give up the fewest points to tight ends. So this might not be the best week to roll the dice with him since he's only caught two touchdowns on the season, and the Packers have yet to give up a touchdown to a tight end. So Ben Watson's that kind of guy that he's, he's touchdown dependent like so many tight ends in the league. But to me, this is not the week because there's virtually no touchdown upside here. Bench, Uh, this is more just an injury update in terms of uh, the other running backs on this team. The Ravens are not sure if Danny Woodhead, um, who had a hurt hamstring um, and just came off IR, will be ready to play in Week 11 against the Packers. But it seems that Terrence West is set to suit up this week, although his role is much more murky than the fact that he will be at least suiting up. I don't know how much you're actually going to get from him. I think this is pretty much a Buck Allen-Alex Collins team at this point. So... Uh, if you're a Terrence West owner, hopefully you still aren't an owner. There should be no more Terrence West owners. Uh, and if you are, <laughs> I don't think he's going to play. <laughs> All right, I have a you
0: question should've... for you ladies. Oh, yeah. Buck Allen or Dion Lewis? I
1: think I'm going
2: to go. Uh... Is it PPR or Standard? Standard. I think I'd go Dion Lewis and Standard. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah. So i go Allen on. and PPR. I, I just feel like well we'll talk about the Patriots later. <laughs> Everyone's on this Rex Burkhead train and I, I understand, but I I no you know, I mean I think The numbers
1: it. have been decent the last few weeks. So I mean yeah, I think I'd I go mean, with him. Lewis?
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause Lewis actually got more carries and did just fine. So that's what mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. So
0: I'm happy you confirmed. Good. I'm well, gonna be your talk- husband. Sorry, go on. There it is. Packers. <laughs>
2: Which, <laughs> husband? Which husband? Who's, who are you beating? Brandon's husband. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Sorry. Okay. Just in uh, case. Just in case. All right. Well, um, I won't let him know, but uh, Green Bay Packers, not a good matchup for anyone except for Lance Kendricks. And
1: Lance Kendricks. It's not Kendricks. a good matchup for anyone.
2: But at least it's not Martellus Bennett. Boom! Mm -hmm. Talk about that later. So let's just talk about the news here. We got Brett Hundley practicing in full after he suffered a hamstring injury. Uh, He'll play in week 11. It's fine. But in more exciting news, guess who's already taking snaps at practice?
1: What? Hey...
2: Aaron Rodgers, everybody. The earliest he can come back is week 15, but he is targeting it. This is your sneaky pickup of the week. If you're a moron like I, I am and dropped Aaron Rodgers, forcing him. maybe, but it looked like he was. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, the doctor's forcing him. Oh, God. Yeah. The Packers doctor. What a, what a, yeah. Mm. Anyway, I'm not, I, I'm not even going to get into that right now. Um, but I will say that I think that, I think he wants to come back. They did get that win against Chicago. They still have their playoff hopes alive. If he comes back, I think that Green Bay can have a really interesting run here. So um, I think this could be your pickup of the week if you can possibly get him. So uh, I know I dropped him in a bunch of leagues. So I guess take advantage of fools like me. Aaron Jones is going (laughs) to miss three to six weeks with a sprained MCL. Ty Montgomery is still suffering from those rib injuries that he's been dealing with this whole time. I just wish they'd let him heal that doctor again but um, I just yeah you know, Ty Montgomery is a wide receiver who's trying to be a running back, and injuries happen, and it's really hard, and I don't blame him, but I just don't know if I can trust him either. And it's Jamal Williams who actually saw 20 carries last week against the Bears. He didn't do a whole lot with it, to be entirely frank, but he did get the touches. Uh, He's the only running back I would consider. Over the last two weeks, Baltimore run defense has been stout, though, now that Brandon Williams is back. Um, He's the defensive tackle that's kind of been the missing glue, so uh, it's not great, but listen, some of us are desperate. There you go. Uh the Packers defense is ranked 18 because Flacco loves to throw interceptions. So, I would consider them. I think they might be yeah. sneaky. I think we got one good game out of Flacco and then he unfortunately got concussed which is sad. They had a bye, but I think that from here on out we're back to old Flacco, which is I disagree. All right, you think Ooh, you think Flacco's you like real? Flacco. Huh? All right, maybe.
0: I do. I th- I see Yeah, I see at least two touchdowns this week.
1: Maybe three. But but you're not suggesting someone plays Flacco? No, no, no,
0: no, no. no. You don't play him, but you can play his receivers because I think think two of them are going to get touchdowns. If not,
2: Macklin's going to get two. I think this is going to be intriguing. I will say, though, Devontae Adams is the wide receiver who's definitely faring the best with Brett Hundley. There's no doubt about it. He's ranked 28 uh, this week, which is the highest uh, for her fantasy football rankings. Uh, But uh, I will say that, you know, it was 53 yards in Week 9, 90 yards at a touchdown in Week 10. He only had 12 yards in Week 7, then a bye. So, I mean, obviously it's going in the right direction. You know, it's interesting. Jordy is definitely the worst, though. He hasn't gone over 35 yards since week six. The Ravens give up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I don't even know if I like any of these guys. And Cobb's kind of in the middle there. Fared a little bit better around 50 yards a pop, but no touchdowns. We have him ranked 43. No kicker, no Kendricks. You guys, there's a possibility of it being a blowout because it's Brett Hundley. I'm just worried. Hmm.
0: That's sad. Yeah. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Miami Dolphins, game of the Zay, week. For sure, game of the week. <laughs>
1: mm. This might
0: actually be fantasy points just because they're both so bad, right? This year, like, they're so bad that, like, you – I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's so exciting. Nobody Could you knows have two quarterbacks happen. who care less about what they're doing? Seriously. Talk oh, about those, like, Amazing. apathetic quarterbacks ever. It's amazing. Amazing. But Fitzpatrick, like, cares less just because it's, like... I just want to see them hug at the end of the game. He's just too cool. Jay Cutler's just not cool enough. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, totally opposite.
2: Jay Cutler's never cared. I think Fitzpatrick cared at some point, but now he's like, I'm just here to cash my check, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I will say, listen, he did play in week six. Fitzpatrick did. And Mike Evans got... 15 fantasy points in standard leagues, 95 yards and a touchdown. So play him. You're going to play Mike Evans. He's He just had a bye. Lucky him. All by himself when he got suspended last week. So he's rested. <laughs> he's ready to go. He's like, you're not going to give me a bye in the normal when – you're supposed to give me a bye? That's fine. I'll take my own bye.
1: Suspend me. Relax. Are you saying tellin'.
2: that he uh, self-imposed a
1: bye? Maybe. She's not, but I love, the, I love the sentiment. No, that I, mean, would be I don't genius. think he's
2: not
0: smart, but I mean, it's not a bad Maybe. idea, right? He's a smart guy. He loves he's her daughter. A quarterback. I want a break. I want to finish off strong. So I'm going to take a Cheers moment. Cheers to you, Mike Evans. Cheers, Evan. Mike Evans. Smart. Very smart. Um, Doug Martin should have taken the same advice. He needs a break. Um, it has been <laughs> – it has to be his week this week. You guys, I know that he's been super disappointing against bad matchups, but this is the week. I'm starting him. He ran 20 times last week. I know he didn't give you the fancy points, but I say don't give up on him. I think that the Bucs can score against the Dolphins enough where they're gonna continue to use him. And I think Martin is going to have his breakout moment this week. Okay. All right. I think it's I gonna be right. this week. I I, I, hope I, you're right. I I believe, I believe. All right, Cameron Brait. Now, same thing with Braight. Miami gives up the fifth most fantasy points at tight ends. I know he has done nothing for you um, in the last couple weeks, but if Ed Dixon can get nine fantasy points against these guys, so can Cameron Brait. So I still believe in Cameron Braight as well. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson was okay last week without Evans. He got 80 yards receiving. It's not bad. Unfortunately for Jackson, Miami – likes to give up the fantasy points to the number one wide receiver. That's that's on Miami Rolls. So uh, that does not bode well for Mr. Jackson. Um, I think that it's going to be Mike Evans' day. Um, So for me, he's no more than a flex option. Uh, And last week, Fitzpatrick threw for 187 yards, one touchdown and one interception. So yeah, that's that. No kicker. We didn't even rank him. Tampa Bay's defense was 19, but They're just not that good. It's not that Miami's good. It's just that they're not that good. So,
1: anyways, Dolphins. So, Jay Cutler actually wasn't bad last week, but I cannot in good faith tell you to start Jay Cutler. And there's not enough teams on by, and there's not enough impactful quarterbacks on by to have you dig that deep to go play Jay Cutler you're not doing it. But the reason I mentioned up top is because obviously his play does impact our wide receivers on this team. And he at least played okay last week. So where does that put us? We are starting Jarvis Landry and Devonte Parker. Landry has only been targeted under 10 times in just two games this season. The last week, Landry's targets were consistent in terms of he had 10 targets, catching five of them for, I grant you a non-impressive 42 yards, but he did snag a touchdown. So I love Jarvis Landry, you and people that do
2: not respect him drive me
1: crazy. Bonkers. What are, what are they watching? I what know. Are, I don't understand. I'm so confused. I so agree. I, yeah. I mean, I'd like to, you know, it'd be nice if he caught more like seven targets versus the five, but you know what? He still gets you touchdowns. He does. I mean, targets. Let's put he's had a, touchdown. Target. Yeah, he's had a touchdown in half of the games, literally half of the game. You got a 50% chance every week that he is going to score a touchdown for you. That's not bad. Michael Thomas owners, they're still waiting on that. They'd be rejoicing at a 50% chance that he's going to score a touchdown. So you are playing Jarvis Landry. Devontae Parker continues to be the favorite of Cutler, catching six of nine targets for 66 yards. He should also be in your lineup each week. And rest assured, both of these guys, the Bucs give up the fourth most points to wide receivers. So they both should have a nice day. Uh, My sleepers is the running backs, Damian Williams and Kenyon Drake. They flip-flopped on who had the better weeks the past two weeks, although in fairness, Drake has had good weeks both weeks. Uh, But Williams rushed nine times for 19 yards and caught two passes for 20 compared to Kenyon Drake, who rushed seven times but for 82 yards and a touchdown. So he also caught two catches for 10 yards. But now 66 of those yards came off one play. So you can – you know, throw either of them in a flex role if you're struggling to fill out your roster this week. I don't think you probably are, but they're interesting plays. I think this could be, as we said, game of the week, a really interesting uh, matchup. And I could easily see a big play Devonte Parker, and then they throw in, you know, Drake to obviously pound him for the touchdown. So I think you'll be fine playing either one of them in a flex. And because of this matchup is so good for the wide receivers and a healthy eight targets that Kenny still saw last week, I and he caught five of them for 67, you can also flex Kenny Stills. I'm also okay with that. Throw him in there. Why not? Now, the person I can't give you is Julius Thomas, and I'm angry that I even have to bring up his name. But after back-to-back <laughs> weeks with a touchdown, I cannot skip over him. So uh... two weeks ago... Two weeks ago he had the yardage, you know, but last week he only had eight yards off two catches and he was targeted five times and, you know, he caught a touchdown for that eight yards. But this is the worst matchup for the team. And I think there will be, you know, that week where Julius Thomas back comes back down to earth, uh, which is basically his status of being useless for you, this is that week. Because I think this is going to be a wide receiver game, not a Julius Thomas game. Um, so don't, don't do it to yourself. Down.
2: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: All right, you guys. The Los Angeles Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. Defense, defense,
2: defense.
0: This is going to be interesting.
2: So much defense. So it's so. going to be intriguing because we're getting so used to the Rams scoring like a million fantasy points and real-life points and everything else, which is weird that that's a sentence that I can say and no one's saying, that's yep. crazy. Yeah. Um, Listen, the Rams are on the road against a tough defense, so we can't expect the same stats. You're always going to start Todd Gurley. I know this is a tough matchup. I actually was just on the Fantasy Pros podcast today as a guest, and one of the things I had to do was make a bold prediction for the week. And uh, I decided to say that I still think I actually believe Todd Gurley in this particular matchup is going to be the number one running back of the week.
1: Hey. Yeah, that was my bold prediction. Against the Vikings, that is. I bold. know.
2: It's a little crazy, but uh I'm pretty confident you guys I think they're going to use him a lot in the passing game. So especially in PPR leagues, I think you feel fine. Uh speaking of, Robert Woods has just really come alive, you guys. Uh obviously four touchdowns in two games two a piece. Uh it's pretty crazy. I can't deny that. That's obviously upside that you can't put on the bench even though again, it's going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Um you know, and uh, by the way, when you see the Kirk- Tussins threw for over 300 yards last week, you get a little more confident. You say, oh, well, you know, maybe. Oh, and by the way, the Vikings having a bad matchup against Washington. Thielen, (laughs) Adam Thielen knows no bad matchup.
1: Destroyed it. Destroyed Mm -hmm. it. Stop it. Stop it.
2: Um, So always Greg Zerline, you guys. Always. We never give up on Greg Zerline. Defense is ranked number 13 because Minnesota actually doesn't give up a lot of fantasy points to opposing defenses, but the LA Rams defense have been pretty killer. So um, if you want to start them, that's understandable. They're just towards the end of the starters instead of towards the top of the starters. That's fine. Uh, Minnesota gives up the 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, Jared Goff, I think he's going to be fine. I'm going to expect about 15 to 18 fantasy points. That's not going to be the 25, 30, whatever yeah. points, depending on your, your settings that he's been getting recently. I think he'll still be just fine, though. I don't think that he's going to fall off the face of the earth. But I am saying that if you were going to get cute and start him over, like, Drew Brees or something, I wouldn't do that. Um, but I also wouldn't get cute and try to start, like, playing Gabbard over him or something because he's going up against the Texans. Like, to me, okay. it's just, Gabbard it is what it is. or golf. Golf. I think I'd still go golf. I don't like Stafford's matchup either, though, and I think no, Goff has more potential. No, didn't you
1: say, exactly. say, say Gabbert or Goff?
2: Yeah. No, Gabbard. no. It was I did. And dead. I said
0: Stafford or Goff. Those oh, my I thought favorite. you said Gabbert or
1: Goff, and I was like, oh, Goff, obviously.
0: No, yeah, I Stafford mm-hmm. or Goff. Yeah. Both so, bad matchups.
2: I mean, for me, I, I I just feel like Robert Woods is on fire. I still feel like he'll, he's going to do well. And here's the thing with Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup. It's about are you in standard leagues or are you in PPR leagues? Because right. basically they score the same amount of points depending on which league you're in, okay? So um, basically it was a typical game last week where Wat- Watkins caught two of his three targets for 41 yards at a touchdown. And then Cooper Cup caught six of his seven targets for 47 yards. For whatever reason, they only use Cup in little, little things, and he doesn't score touchdowns and then but they use watkins off one yeah big one and he scores a touchdown so it depends on what kind of league you're in uh that's that's really how it is um and the matchup isn't good enough for either of the Rams' tight ends so we don't need to discuss them
0: it's but like they don't. give watkins the ball enough to keep his mouth shut yes Do you know what i'm yeah. saying like we'll give just you the so one big play just to make you look kind of happy but then you're not really part of our game
2: I also think this is Sean McVay's offense. I think that he likes to go for big plays randomly so that the defense never knows when it comes and very rarely. Yeah. And then when it does happen, it's usually successful. And, uh, that works. You know, it does work. I just wish we could give a couple of those to Cooper Cup instead of just yeah. you get, you catch six of your seven, but it's 40 yards.
1: Like, well, just, he, was, he was earlier in the season than Robert Woods, Woods has emerged. So that's been. Right the problem for a Cooper cup.
2: It's just, listen, if you need a wide receiver three or flex, it's hard to sit a wide receiver on the highest scoring team in football. I yeah. get that. So whatever you need is fine, but it is, th- those are typical games for all of those players and it is what it is. Yep. All right, Ashley, the Vikings.
1: Well, Stefan Diggs pulled a Baldwin and uh, wasn't shut down by the Stingy Redskins Corners last week. So that, you know, we needed to see that. <laughs> I need to see that to, to get the confidence in him. Uh, he caught four or five targets for 70 yards. This is my yards. confidence
2: dance, you like it? And a
1: touchdown. I, I do like it. When do you, when would you use this confidence dance?
2: Probably not in public. I should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you said it not me Follows All right. on YouTube <laughs> so the Rams present a tough matchup this week but since he was able to get at least two big plays against the Redskins I still say start him the upside is too high with Stefan Diggs all you need is one big play from him, and he's probably good for at least two to three big plays a game, regardless of the matchup. So you're starting Stefan Diggs. And Adam Thielen, as predicted, we said that he would have a better game than Stefan Diggs, which he did. Now, he I don't said, think he's going to have that huge game. Eight <laughs> of 12 for 166 yards and a touchdown. He was also the lead man in a mean game of leapfrog after his touchdown, which I hope you guys all saw. Which I hilarious. love these
0: new celebrations now that they're allowed to do I
2: it. I'm so glad they made that rule change because yeah. it's changed the tenor of the game. And Adam it's Thielen, so is he the greatest draft pick of the 2017 season? We,
1: he was He was one of our guys we called on our sheet saying, that go get Adam Thielen, he's going to have a great season. And he certainly is living up to that. And you uh, got him in the double-digit rounds. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Freaking yep. crazy. Yep, yep. Um what I will say is I have yet to see somebody do red rover red rover and so I really hope that's coming pretty soon cuz I think that's a glorious way to get the or whole team goose. Yes. I think we saw duck duck, didn't we? I'm not sure, but the, oh, it's I, it. I love how everything's reverting back to childhood games and I think that's really fun. But anyway, back <laughs> to football. Uh, again, this is a tough matchup, but his floor is way too high to bench him despite the fact that the wide receiver won – usually does the best against the Rams when you look at how other wide receivers have in some cases like with the Redskins last week the wide receiver two usually does better which is why we predicted that Thielen would have the bigger game and he did against the Rams a wide receiver one does better than wide receiver two but one could argue it's a toss-up between who's the wide receiver one at this point in terms of production so I think both are going to be great you're playing both of them. Now, Jack McKinnon and Latavius Murray have been alternating good weeks. Ew. Last week was a Murray week who rushed 17 times for 68 yards and had a touchdown compared to McKinnon's 10 rush attempts for 32 yards and then two catches for 15. The pass catching back does better against the Rams. So McKinnon should be your guy this week. The pattern of every other week also just so happens to be in McKinnon's favor. So you can play Murray in a flex role if you want, uh, but McKinnon should be a must start for sure in your lineup. It will be his week. So, sleepers, Kyle Rudolph, he caught 5 of 7 for 37 yards, which is nothing to write home about. But his upside in general is better than most tight ends. This is not a great matchup. I'm not going to tell you it is. But at least the Rams have given up four touchdowns this season to tight ends. So, there's a chance for this week as Rudolph is better than two of the four guys who caught touchdowns against the Rams when you look in terms of how the game script has gone thus far this season. So, he's got a good chance. And, again, he's getting targeted seven times. That's more than a lot of tight ends. So, it's definitely worth... A uh, possible risk there. Bench Case Keenum, although he blew up and I can say almost beat me in one of my leagues, which was I was like I got Keenum'd, but I didn't. I won. I won. It was very close though. But he is going to be the starting quarterback this week, <laughs> oh, uh, which I can't believe this is a con. Like, I was going to say which should not come as a surprise. And he completed twenty-one of twenty-nine passes for three hundred four yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he had two interceptions as well. But did I mention four touchdowns from Case Keenum? Now, according to Fox Sports' Jay Glazer, the Vikings were very tempted to start Teddy Bridgewater this week, which A, means Case Keenum is on borrowed time, B, hopefully won't get in Keenum's head, and C, could mean a change in fantasy production for the supporting cast if a change is made. It may not, but it may. And I don't know why you would ever make a change on a winning team right now. It doesn't make sense to me. And I hate the fact that we have to have these conversations because it's inevitable that this is going to get to Case Keenum. And they have a really good offense going right now. We know Case Keenan's not going to be the guy down the road, but, oh, I just hate the fact we do have this conversation at all. He could be for the Broncos, just saying. Anything's an upgrade for him. <laughs> it could be for the Broncos, but he's not, he's not going to be a Viking next year. It's just not going to happen. But – I hate that we have to have discussion because there is such great chemistry on this team right now. And I love Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't think it's the time to change it. And I don't think it's time for the conversation.
2: They almost put him in last week, even though he went I over know. 300 yards and four touchdowns, the second he those two interceptions, they had Bridgewater warming up. And I was like, Oh my goodness. They're
1: not yeah. kidding.
0: It's disgusting. They deserve to all be fired.
1: I mean, I mean, I get it. They need, they need to see what they have in Teddy. I get that. I know they don't. It's not when they're winning. The, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I understand you need to see that. But at this point, you've had him as a starter before. Evaluate this in practice. Don't mess with the chemistry of this team, especially when you have in, in a division where you don't have Aaron Rodgers playing right now. You have a chance. at the Bears who have been so-so. You have a chance to win this division. Don't mess it up. Don't do it. I just hate the possibility of what this could mean for the supporting cast in terms of McKinnon and Thielen and Diggs. I mean, they're all great players, but when you change the quarterback, that changes the dynamic of the team. And in this case, it wouldn't be a justifiable change. It's going to be like, a
0: Trent Dilfer situation. Case game going to take him all the way to the Super Bowl and then he's going to lose his job. It's unbelievable. Well, that's, I mean,
2: that'd be (laughs) a dark place. I think the good news is that Case Keenum went into the Vikings knowing that he was a backup. He he didn't go there thinking he was going to be the starter. So at least there's, like, that expectation wasn't the same. It's not like Mike Lennon, you know, like, where it's just over.
1: No, Um,
2: but, but (laughs) but, but ride what's hot.
1: You know, and right now I know I agree with that.
0: Yeah. I'm a Vikings fan, so I'll I'll say this. I love Teddy Bridgewater, but if they put Teddy Bridgewater in over Case Keenum, I'm gonna have to root against them.
1: And I'm gonna add an Case Thielen Keenum on is one more interception away from being Tyrod Taylored. Oh yeah. Oh burn maybe less. Yeah, maybe less. I tell you in our maybe dynasty less. league in our
0: dynasty league, I had Aaron Rodgers, boom, Trevor Simeon, benched, Tyrod Taylor benched i feel like this is this is just my luck <laughs> like i am the reason why this is happening to these poor quarterbacks i i feel like this is this is i'm sorry i'm sorry don't worry i don't own another quarterback yeah. so it's fine it's fine <laughs> i'm just screwed in the league all right uh we got the washington redskins the new orleans saints so i'm really gonna go to a dark place now Uh, I will say yay for Kirk Cousins. He had a great game against a really tough defense. I think he learned his lesson. If you need something done right, do it yourself. Now, I doubt that Gruden planned for Cousins to run in for two touchdowns. I will say that I am happy for Cousins, but by him being a one-man show, he screwed over everyone else on the team. So, therefore, I still hate Washington. Okay, we'll just move on here. Uh, Chris Thompson. Okay, no injury is good news, and I mean that. But for Chris Thompson owners, it is a bit of a relief that Fat Rob has been placed on IR after injuring his ankle high high ankle injury. No good, no good, guys. That means that we are back to that Samaji Pirine guy that had (laughs) nine yards in the previous three games put together. Now. It's Washington. So most likely P Ryan is going to get more touches than Chris Thompson next week because that's the way it works. That's the way it works. You guys, they don't use him when they don't need him. And now he's going to get more than Thompson because for whatever reason, they just hate to do what's right. They need to like watch those, like no drug commercials that they made us watch in like middle school. You know, like this is bad. Don't do it. That's what Gruden (laughs) needs for, for calling plays. These are bad plays. Uh,
1: Don't do it. Like the dare mug Redskins need hugs, not
0: dogs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Reskin needs Thompson, not anyone else on the whole team. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, tell me your expectations for Thompson. He might be huge. You might have a great game. They might screw him over again. I'm playing him as a flex. I do love him. He is great. So hopefully they use him. Uh, Vernon Davis, a solid 70-plus yards for Mm -hmm. Davis against tough defenses. So I like him this week. Jordan Reed is still not practicing. They clearly don't need to run rushing back when they have Vernon Davis. Love him. As for the wide receivers, Crowder is seeing double digit targets. So I don't know how you could bench a guy who has that many targets. He's to me a great flex option. Again, this is a tough matchup, but Crowder has had almost 200 yards in the last two games put together he's played. So that's pretty impressive. He is coming on strong late. Uh, which is really nice after I already dropped him in all of my leagues. Um, yeah. on the bench, the kicker and the Washingtons defense.
1: The Saints. So I will say the Saints D's have been pretty legit recently. So you, get, mm. you want you wanna get you wanna get a little crazy and throw in a Saints defense? Okay. I'm not Absolutely. gonna talk about that ledge. Um, but now time for my rant because I didn't rant enough about Case Keenum. It's now time for me to rant about Drew Brees. Um for whatever reason, news broke that the Saints are uncertain about Drew Brees' future with the Saints. Brees has naturally stated that he doesn't plan on leaving New Orleans ever, is what he said. Apparently, some of the or- in the organization feel that he has lost his step a bit. So let's start with that, shall we? Drew Brees completed 18 of 25 passes for 185—excuse me, 184 yards, ran twice for six yards, and had a touchdown in last week's game. Now, I want to say that while those may not be fantastic fantasy numbers, when it comes to real football, which is what the organization is talking about, the Saints are apparently either stupid or greedy, as Breeze (laughs) is about as good as they come. I understand he's 38 years old. I get that. But Breeze is the 11th highest-scoring quarterback in the league right now in terms of fantasy. He is fourth in the league for completion percentage and only behind Alex Smith, Tom Brady, and Carson Wentz, who have not sucked this year. They're pretty good, and it's six in the lead for passing yards. And while passing yards might be down slightly this year, although not by much, that is because they actually have an improved running game. So the overall foundation of the Saints is better this year, and somehow we're going to sit here and say that Drew Brees has lost his step. No, they don't deserve don't, him. They don't deserve no, him anymore. Not. He has thrown for over 4,000 yards for the past decade and over 5,000 yards for five of those seasons. And he is on target to throw still for over 4,000 yards this year, despite the fact that he we have an improved running game. So he is home and has a good matchup. And you are playing Breeze because you are neither stupid or greedy. You are playing him. Gosh, it makes me angry. Anyway, on to <laughs> what might make Courtney angry. Apparently, all Michael Thomas needed was for Courtney to talk some serious about him and See? have his elite status called into question he
0: heard yeah, our he show like, on, her,
1: on Sirius XM Saturday night, Sunday yep, 11 yep. Eastern decided to come and play. Caught nine of his 10 targets for 117 yards. Still needs those touchdowns though. Thomas, he hasn't scored since week four. Don't love that, but and not getting the opportunity. is complete BS. Well, I mean, I will say he has taken a little bit of a hit with the running game improving, but, Again, his numbers aren't bad, but it got better. It's better. It we are an upward tick, I like it. And I think he'll do well this week. Ten as
0: targets. Well. Ten targets is opportunity. I don't know what more you want. You get 10 targets.
1: Well, Figure 10 targets opportunity. But he's you know, he's had like games with like seven or eight targets, which is still targets, but you know. Anyway, onto those fantastic running backs. Last week uh was Kamara's game, which is like you know, two weeks ago, not the actual one, but Uh, This week, that was all about Mark Ingram. He rushed 21 times for 131 yards and three touchdowns. He was a beast, beast. Uh, He won't have another week like this this week. It's not going to happen. But he should be able to put up his usual double-digit points uh, that you've become accustomed to. I think he's going to be just fine. Now, while we said that it was a Mark Ingram day, Alvin Kamara still put up day to rave about himself he rushed 12 times for 160 yards and had a touchdown plus he caught all five of his targets for 32 yards Kamara is also a must start every single week both of these guys are must starts every single week Mm -hmm. i personally made a dilemma last week where i had um i have mark ingram and i have jordan howard and christian mccaffrey ooh that's a nice problem and and i did not play christian mccaffrey i played howard and that was a bad choice but Ingram was still a great choice because, again, you're playing every single week. Now, sleepers, Ted Ginn, he had his worst game of the season by far. By, by far. He was only targeted one time, uh, which he caught for three yards. But, again, that's that's terrible. The Redskins have let the receivers <laughs> score the past two games. So there's a chance he can bounce back this week. But I will say Ginn is not Adam Thielen. He's not the same level of a wide receiver, too, as Adam Thielen is. But I still think he'll do okay so you can play him. Bench and everybody else. All right, we got the Chiefs at the New York
2: Giants. Oh, well, I'm so lucky I have both these teams. Yay. (laughs) Okay, I'm a little conflicted here. Uh, First of all, I'm going to say this. I'm worried this is maybe a trap game. This is a non-intellectual thing, I'm just saying. But something inside of me, maybe it's because I saw the Broncos treat the Giants like a trap game, but I'm just worried. But anyway, I'm going to now give you analysis that actually matters. That's all I'm going to say. Just putting it out there. Maybe now it won't happen. Um, Before the bye, Kareem Hunt only had nine carries against the Cowboys, and that was the second time in four games that he had less than 10 carries in a game. Now, I think that this is the not wanting to overdo it with him because he was getting a ton of touches. So Andy Reid does sometimes pull back on players that he wants to have for the long haul. I'm hoping that's what it is, and I'm hoping now that they're getting out of the bye that he's going to get a lot more touches, especially against the New York Giants, to control the clock and just kind of get this game over with. Um, But if he doesn't bounce back this week, we're going to have another longer conversation. Let's put it that way. Uh, Harrison Butker is amazing and you absolutely need to have this guy. Uh, He may have been dropped due to bye weeks, so go for it. He's ranked number two. Is there anything sexier than the thought of Travis Kelsey scoring you an exuberant amount of fantasy points against the New York Giants who are so bad at defending tight ends that they've actually given up 10 touchdowns to opposing tight ends in only nine weeks of football. Is it just like, (laughs) it's it's amazing. I just take that Blake Shelton's sexiest man alive. No, it's Travis Kelsey on my fantasy team. (laughs) Yes, please. Thank you.
0: Which fantasy team are we talking about? I like
2: not that one. Just the one that (laughs) gives me points. I (laughs) just I'm I'm not into that type. Uh so uh you can try to convince me to bench Alex Smith, but I'm not gonna do it. I think he's gonna be just fine because someone's gotta throw Travis Kelsey all those touchdowns. It's gonna be Alex Smith, baby. How good is he? Mm. We have him ranked number three. I actually thought about being like, you know what, I'm going to buck everybody, put him number one.
1: Thought about it? Decide thought about
2: it. it. I went number three. I still number like- one.
1: It's number one in your heart. I get it's it. It's number
2: one right here. Um, Because I, I'm worried that they're going to get so far ahead, they pull him in the third quarter. quarter. Right. That so that, that's why I put him number three, but I think he'll score a lot of points before then. Um, And I will not forsake you, Tyreek Hill, and neither will the person who does our, who does our wide receivers. It's you, Courtney, right? Yes. I thought I was bold putting Alex Smith number three. She put Tyree Kill number two.
1: That is bold. Woo. I like it. I believe.
2: I believe, uh, I do too. It's going to be just fine for him. Uh, Kansas city defense has been bad, but nothing is worse than the New York giants. So you're still going to start them. We have them ranked number 10. Albert Wilson is currently not practicing. He missed the last game. It will be DeMarcus Robinson if that's your jam, but it's not. And, um, again, this is the way it is. So the giants, Cincinnati
0: Bengals, you do not. There's one wide receiver on the team.
2: Well, everybody we else is
0: just because they have to have a certain amount
2: of players yeah. on on the field. Personnel on the field, Personnel. but they're not really wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's a little dicey. I just uh, wear the jerseys. Uh, unlike that, though, I, listen, I, I'm going to say something about the New York Giants. There is some fantasy relevancy here, um, despite the fact that this entire team is crumbling from the inside out. I mean, it's just horrible, obviously. Um, the New York Giants' uh, ownership basically came forward and said that they're not going to get rid of Ben McAdoo until the, uh, after the end of the season. But basically, the statement was saying, we're getting rid of Ben McAdoo. I mean, it, it was a win-lose situation there, so take that as you will i don't know what the point is if you've basically said you're definitely getting rid of him for
1: keeping him there but well hey. they're definitely here and they said they're gonna wait for the entirety of the season to make a decision
2: it felt that way and it should i mean you know it, 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 could, have been, it
1: could have been to rally the team that seems to all have rallied against him and hate him to try to say like hey don't lose hope yeah could be
2: I think it's pretty bad. Um, So here's the deal. As it stands, though, Evan Engram has 40 catches and 443 yards and five touchdowns on the season. He is currently on pace for 787.6 yards and 8.9 touchdowns. Now, I believe he's actually going to be the first rookie uh, since Ditka in 1961 to go over 900 receiving yards in his rookie season. And I think he's going to do that pretty easily because the majority of his work has actually been recently. He started off a little bit slower, um, and I'm pretty excited for him, actually. uh, I'm proud of him because the whole team has tanked, and he's the only person who's been consistent. Now, I don't think he's going to hit Gronkowski's 10 touchdowns that was the most recent over the last 15 years, and I certainly don't think he's going to hit Ditka's 12 touchdowns in his rookie season, which is so mind-blowing uh that in 1961 a tight end had uh 1200 over 1200 yards and 12 touchdowns that just blows my mind um But yeah, I think this is a really historic season. So that's one good thing for the New York Giants because he's going to be around for a long time. And then also, Sterling Shepard's a baller. And if you're, especially if you're in a PPR league, this guy just keeps happening. Caught 11 of his 13 targets for 142 yards. It's a great matchup. Um, If you want to get cute, since the Chiefs give up the absolute most uh, fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, I guess Roger Lewis is the second guy. Caught three of his four targets for 33 yards at a touchdown, but it's a little too dart throwy for me. Uh, Orleans Darkwood continues to just be solid but not great 70 plus you know 70 plus yards um for the third time in four games you know whatever and Eli I I put him at number 19 because frankly I believe in Sterling Shepard Evan Ingram I thought that was generous no to the kicker no to the defense
0: no 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 all right Arizona Cardinals the Houston Texans
1: Well, Blaine Gabbert's going to start week 11 as Drew Stanton suffered a knee sprain last week, so we're going to use that to set the tone for the rest of this matchup here. So here's what I'm going to say. You're starting Larry Fitzgerald still. He caught 10 of 14 targets for 113 yards last week and has a great matchup this week against Houston who's given up the second most points. I like vets when it comes to new quarterbacks. Yes, Blaine Gabbert's not a new quarterback, but this is new in terms of him starting this season, so I like that vet combination. Uh, you could roll the dice with the Browns or Nelson since it's such a good matchup, but Larry is the must-start here. Uh, we've had a couple of these games now where every basically everything goes to Larry, and the rest are very very much just side players. I mean, if you look at it, J.J. Nelson was targeted four times, only caught one of them. John Brown six times, but only caught two of them. Combined for under 40 yards total, so I mean this is this is a Larry's game. So he's my only must start, which may it be controversial because I'm going to put AP in the sleeper category. And you know, Courtney, I I sat there long and hard and I thought about it because I told Courtney that she should drop Adrian Peterson, and I meant it. And she should have back when he was with the Saints, and then he became a Cardinal and he went off and had a fantastic game. But you know, Courtney, I still am not convinced that it wasn't still a good choice because you know what. AP rushed 21 times for a whopping 29 yards last week, 29 yards. And if we look at the yardage since he's became a Cardinal, yes, he had that huge game of 134 yards, but then he had a 21 yard game. And then he had a huge 159 yard game. And then he had a 29 yard game. He has not scored since the first week and Houston has given up the third fewest points to running backs. I do not like him this week. I think we are looking at another 20-yard rushing game, maybe more like 40. But this is not the week he's going to get you 130, 150 yards. I just don't see it happening. I see a pattern of of
0: good, bad, good, bad, and this should
1: be good, Ashley. Yeah, but you're being optimistic. That's why you Uh, owned AP in the first place. Right. Unlike the rest of us. I'm just saying, third fewest points. This – I understand the pattern is good, bad, good, bad, but this should be bad based on the matchup. So, and when he's bad, he's bad. And he was bad in terms of when he was with the Saints and he's been bad half of the time here with the Cardinals and it's just not a good matchup for him. So if you can get away from playing Adrian Peterson, I suggest you do that this week. I would rather him blow up on my bench knowing he's got a terrible matchup and that he hasn't been good half these games than to put him in instead of somebody else like Jarek McKinnon, who is more than likely going to have a better game. Just saying now what i will say though is jermaine gresham caught five of seven targets for 64 yards and a touchdown and this is now two weeks in a row that he has scored and he does have a great matchup with this new quarterback this week and that could mean good things for gresham again courtney's always the one that touts that she loves tight ends when it comes to new quarterbacks and again he's not new to the league but he you know this is his first week starting with this offense so i think it's because it's a good matchup you've got a chance that gresham could score again this week i really cover so. looked good in preseason he did look good in preseason. I agree with that, but so I think that it's possible. that you're right. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Gresham could score.
2: I wouldn't start him over uh, Goff, but I I, I think Blake Gabbert's like an interesting. If we were DFS show, we'd be like, oh, he's so cheap, you know, a good matchup against Houston, and we yeah. do use sense because we do less singing.
0: Yeah, yeah, less singing. More accents. That yeah. makes sense to me, Brandon. I totally agree. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank you, everybody.
0: you
1: Dancing night. for nice. both, though. Drinking beer is the bench.
0: feel confident dance. Yeah.
1: Bench under Ellington. <laughs> he's just not getting the uh the volume. So he's on your bench.
0: All right. Houston,
1: Texans.
0: All right. You never bench Hopkins unless Brock Osweiler is throwing him the ball, and Tom Savage managed to get only 4.8. Four fantasy points last week and Hopkins still got double digits. Gosh, darn it. He's good. Isn't he must start. Um, this is a great option. Uh, this is a great matchup for the wide receivers. And since Will Fuller is doubtful, you guys, most likely he will not play this week. I like Bruce Ellington who saw eight targets last week and found the end zone. So not bad, not bad if you need a sleeper. All right, Miller. I know on paper this is a tough matchup for Miller, but three running backs out of the last four have had double digits. And the only mm-hmm. one that didn't was Seattle. So we just they, that's their own problem. They, they don't have think, running backs. I don't, yeah, <laughs> they don't think that was the Cardinals. Um, so I will say that Miller isn't doesn't isn't as bad off is I think some people are putting him in like, this is like worst scenario. I I don't think he's, I think there's worse options out there than Mr. Miller. As far as sleepers, I like the Houston defense. I have them right there on the cuff at 12. Um, They play really well against bad offenses. So luckily for them, we're good, guys. Arizona struggles. Um, Tom Savage obviously is on your bench, and the Houston Kickers on your bench. We don't even have them ranked. All right, we got the Buffalo Bills, the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: So we'll start with the news for the Bills, which we kind of already touched on. But Tyra Taylor has been benched for fifth round rookie Nathan Peterman. Uh, yes, Taylor had a horrible game last week, throwing 9 of 18 for 56 yards but I think they were just waiting for a game like this to put Peter Mint. They were they just were. wait. They were waiting mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. We knew it was coming. They could sit there and express their confidence in Tyrod Taylor, all they want. Nobody bought it. Despite the fact that he, this is really, he's only had two bad games all season. No, he's not someone that throws for 300 yards, but he was getting it done for the most part. I mean, they still have a winning record. Yes, it could be better, but they were, I mean, this was inevitable. They were waiting for this to happen and now it has happened. So, uh, most of you did not own Tyrod Taylor anyway. If you did, uh, now you know. You have to go get Petterman if you want to do that. So he came last week near the end and threw 7 of 10 for 79 yards and a touchdown. But what coach Sean McDermott's reasoning was, we, and this is a quote, we were made to be more than more than 5'4", and I've come here to be more than 5'4", McDermott said. Really, it's about becoming a better team. Every position is evaluated, and that's, that's the direction I decided to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So, what does this mean for you? <laughs> this means you were playing LaShawn McCoy with gusto because he had a terrible game last week, and they all did against the Saints, who has a good defense, I mind you. This is not the Saints of old, literally, a four year old could run to the end zone. They're a better defense this year, which is shocking. I know it's weird for all of us to say, but they, you know, they were, they were decent. So uh, McCoy rushed eight times for 49 yards and caught three of five targets for 11 yards, which was not great, but he has the best matchup on the team uh, for this game and he'll be relied upon heavily with this quarterback change. So make sure that you have LaShawn McCoy in. He's my only must start though. So my sleepers, Kelvin Benjamin, Uh, he was targeted six times, caught three of them for 42 yards. Uh, and he did play an 85% of the snaps. So, I mean, he's getting his full usage. Um, and I will say is he's the only receiver on this team who might be able to out-talent the potentially bad play we will see out of Peterman. I don't know if Peterman's going to be that bad. He might be fine. But to me, Calvin Benjamin is... is, is the most talented of these wide receivers, I would say. Other than I do think Jordan Matthews is intriguing because he's the slot receiver. He only targeted two times for 14 yards, which is just terrible. But again, I like the fact that he's a slot receiver with this fresh quarterback coming in. It is still too risky to play because Jordan Matthews has just not done well the last few weeks. You were also not playing Zay Jones, who did return to practice Wednesday, but I do not anticipate him having a good game. And I also don't love Charles Clay, who caught two of his three targets for only 13 yards. The chargers get the second fewest points to tight ends and clay has a new quarterback. So, which either means that he's, you know, he's going to rely on him heavily or he's going to be unable to connect with him. And, and for me, it's not a great matchup or a situation to roll the dice on Charles clay. You might have to, but I think there's some other tight ends out there that are better. Cause I just, I don't love this matchup at all. I will say um,
0: update from previously where I said I had Aaron Rodgers who got hurt and then I had Trevor Simeon who got benched and then I had Tyrod Taylor that got benched. I did mm-hmm. have one more quarterback in. I just put him in and it's Case Keenum and I apologize to everybody when he gets oh, benched next no. week for Teddy Bridgewater. No. It's right. my fault. But you that's, who, that's the only person who I own. I have no one else to pick up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Okay. It's over for him. It's over. It's totally over. I just want to say that before we get started, there is a person named Craig Hall who says, we want more accents in all caps. So, oh um, God. no, God. no, mm, no God. don't tell Brandon that. Don't <laughs> um, tell her that. Next show, my friend. I got you. <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Chargers. What a disaster! Because mm. we're going to start off with the fact that Philip Rivers is in concussion protocol and is in danger of, of missing his first game in, I, know. O- I, I don't I hope know, not. forever. I hope so, too, but they're very strict. He cannot play if he's still in concussion protocol. It's something like is
1: 135 this, games or something crazy like that. It's nuts. Straight. And the
2: problem yeah. is is that he actually said over the uh, offseason, he's like, I've never been concussed in my entire 13 years of playing in the NFL. And it's like, wow, life comes at you fast. So, yeah. Um, Knock on wood, he's able to play because that would be (laughs) really sad to see that streak. It would also be sad sad because his backup is Kellen Clemens. That would be also really sad. Yeah, (laughs) so I don't know where else. So, unfortunately, this analysis isn't really going to be accurate or great because I don't know who's starting for them or what's going on. So I'm just being honest with you. I will say um, that I will start their defense regardless against Nathan Peterman. And I think that um, our guy... Um, BOSA is going to just wreak havoc. So we'll yep. see. All right. So uh, the Bills are a hot mess, but the Chargers are. I'm not sure what to say. So let's start with this Melvin Gordon, Aaron Eckler situation here. So um, Melvin Gordon did not have a good game. There's no getting around that. He carried the ball 16 times for only 27 yards. uh, And he did manage to catch five of his eight targets, but it was just for 15 yards. Now, Aaron Eckler went in there. and It was mostly to run out the clock because at the time they were killing the Jaguars. uh, And he killed it right? So he um, was able to carry the ball 10 times for 42 yards, but he caught all five of his targets for 77 yards and two touchdowns. And all these Chargers fans were all over Twitter being like, what does Melvin Gordon do better than Aaron Eckler? Nothing. It's Aaron Eckler all the way. And then literally he fumbled the game away (laughs) and they ended up losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars when they should not have. Okay. Once he made that fumble, that key fumble They went back to Gordon and did not go back to Eckler at all. Now, what do we do from here? If you have Melvin Gordon, you need to get Aaron Eckler. You got to have him as a handcuff slash are they done with Melvin Gordon? Is this a sign of things to come? Is it going to happen this week though? No. And I don't think they're going to do it at all if if there's a, an issue with Philip Rivers playing because they're going to want to have someone in there who's not going to fumble the ball. That's going to be their number one priority. So this week I'm not as concerned, but moving forward, I'm a little concerned, you guys. I genuinely am. I mean, he looked good. But good. Melvin Gordon like during, during the rest of the season, and all these people are yep. like, he's not very good. Like I, Roto World put that in one of their write ups, and I was I was kind of shocked by that because normally they're kind of professional and don't really go into opinions like I do. But um, yeah, they were like, well, he, she's just not very good, frankly. And I'm like. He's been, He's been pretty I solid. I don't I yeah. don't understand that. But anyway, uh that that is the world. Keenan Allen is the number one wide receiver on the team. He caught 4 of his 7 targets for 48 yards versus the Jags. Um and no one's good against the Jags, so I guess you're excited about that. Um but he hasn't had a touchdown since week 1. Uh he hasn't got over 50 yards since week 6. Uh, Buffalo until new Orleans and the jets. And when they traded away their best defensive player was actually great against the pass. So I'm a little torn about Keenan Allen and what we're going to do about him moving forward. I'm not starting him. If Philip rivers is in there, obviously, but this is kind of like, I mean, there are a lot of players like that where you keep saying it's fine, but is it fine? I kind of feel that way. Um, Hunter Henry, what do we do with this guy? I just, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. I think there are better options out there. Um, Some of you, your trade deadline passed. Some of you, it did not. If you have Hunter Henry as your main tight end, I will suggest that you trade for a better tight end. And I'm sorry, because there's just no way to understand what his usage is going to be. He's probably one of the most frustrating fantasy players to have on your team right now. Um, Now, last week he, and the week before he had less than two fantasy points, but let me tell you, Gates has one touchdown this year, which we said he would do to get that record. And he hasn't He went over 25 yards just one time this entire season. So Gates isn't the one taking the work. They're just going away from the tight end. It's very weird. And I cannot advise you to start Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, or Travis Benjamin. Benjamin had a hot streak, but then he had zero catches last week.
1: Yep.
0: Blew it up. All right, we got the Cincinnati Bengals, the Denver Broncos, AJ Green. Green faces the Broncos' defense that have given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. If you own Green, you know that he can be shut down, scoring less than 10 fantasy points in standard leagues in five of the 10 games he's played. That, my friends, is not elite. If a wide receiver is going to score on the Broncos, it will most likely be someone that doesn't read green on the back of their jersey. And I don't know any of the other names, so I can't tell you who it's going to be um, because they might not score a touchdown this way. Let's just be honest. Uh, Joe Mixon, I will say that you can run on the Broncos. I like Mixon this week. He should be in your lineups. Um, You know, he has definitely has a ceiling and it's 11 fantasy points um but i think he could break that ceiling this game um not by much but i think it's possible he could get to 15 fantasy points in standard leagues just saying it's possible um he has had a touchdown in each of the last two weeks but only 30 some yards so he's got to get the yards up as for the tight end situation, Croft was not part of the plan against the Tennessee Titans at all. But this matchup, my friends, he will be money. Mm-hmm. Denver gives up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. He's only owned in 48% of leagues. So if you need to stream a tight end, you guys, all those Austin's Ferry and Jenkins owners, um, pick them up, pick them up and play them. The Broncos love to give away fantasy points to tight ends. And you're going to play the Cincinnati's defense, right? Brock Osweiler. It's exciting. It's
2: fun stuff. Tyler Ooh. Croft is one of the best tight ends, like, PPR-wise in the league. Yeah, you I know. And he's he really not even Tyler is. Tyler Eifert is leagues. not coming back. Tyler Eifert is it's, not coming back.
0: No. Move on, my friends. Move on.
2: So, yes. Yes. I Yeah, Brandon. Yes. Yeah went a little crazy there i'm the, i'm a tyler croft like
0: loser, i guess
1: <laughs> believer. i like
0: it well i'm not a believer in Andy dalton he's on your bench if not don't own him obviously and the cincinnati's kickers that's unnecessary
1: all right the broncos so i'm really struggling to be a believer in any denver bronco right now it's it's really a struggle and yes we we are from denver so it's it's personal it's near and dear and it's really frustrating but what i will say is demarius thomas he caught five of eight for 44 yards and a touchdown. So that's two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks, which is great. Emmanuel Sanders. I will admit when I'm wrong, I was very concerned about Sanders because he was clearly not healthy. And then last week he came out and played, caught six of his 11 targets for 137 yards on Sunday. He looked great. He looked great. And it was like one of the few people that Brock was actually connecting with. So... um I like him probably a little more than I like Demarius Thomas moving forward. Not going to lie to you, but um, the Brock doesn't have a great matchup and the Bengals get the eight fewest points to wide receivers. So it is all around a not good matchup for the wide receivers of Brock this week. And it could be ugly, not as ugly as the Patriots game, but it could, it's according to told you start that defense and, and for a reason. So, Mm. sleepers i will say we'll talk about the running back situation because it's just frustrating we have to reinforce this every single week we are in an official 100 three-headed committee and none of them are really worth playing maybe cj anderson in a flex maybe um but he carried 10 times for 54 yards davante booker eight times for 24 yards and jamal charles also carried eight times but for 38 yards so um it is literally a three-headed committee. The Bengals get up to 16 most points to running back. So it's a decent matchup for there. But, again, you don't know who going to be, and it's literally getting split down the way three ways. If I had to go with one, I guess I'd go Anderson, and then I'd go Booker in PPR. I think he'll have a little better game this week. Uh, he only caught one target for five yards. But, again, it's probably not worth your time because it's just frustrating. So th- there's better options out there for you. Uh, bench. Brock Osweiler he is playing again this week as the starting quarterback but what I will say is Paxton Lynch has been promoted to the number two on the quarterback depth chart over Trevor Simeon uh, which means much like Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman we are just weeks away from them pulling Brock and putting Paxton Lynch in there it's gonna happen I I can pretty much guarantee you by the end of the season Paxton Lynch will be the starting quarterback they should why
0: not your season's over you guys suck put him in see what he can do been trading for everyone
1: like you Courtney that are in super flex leagues and you are on your last breath waiting for Brock go get Paxton Lynch He's out there because I guarantee by the end of the season probably while you're still in playoffs Paxton Lynch will be your I'm playing TJ
0: Yates this week you guys he's gonna play (laughs) he's gonna play mid-second quarter he's going in
2: Somehow Courtney wins with these leagues, and it's amazing. <laughs> He's going it's, in, a br- it's a
1: brutal league. It's like 16 people with a crazy deep bench, super flex league. It's And insane. I cannot
0: win a waiver wire pick to save my life. Life, I would have to put all yeah. of my fab money down on some crap quarterback for, like, a week, and I probably still wouldn't get him. Somehow I lose every single time. I don't think amazing. I've won a single waiver wire on no. have I, I I didn't win. I can't mm-hmm. win. So I got Yates two weeks ago, and he's going in, guys. It's going in. All right. Let's move on. We got the New England
2: Patriots, the Oakland Raiders. Well, we said that Patriots game would be a bloodbath. And it was. We underestimated the bloodbath, I believe. It was tragic. Um, unfortunately, it got so ugly that our favorite pick of the week, Rob Gronkowski, Pretty much didn't have to do anything nope. after he caught four of his seven <clears throat> targets for seventy-four yards, which by the way was uh a bummer.
1: It was seventy four <laughs> yards was a bummer. He should have done much better than seventy-four yards. I couldn't believe he only did seventy-four yards.
2: Yeah, like they didn't need him. It was outrageous. Just sad. Just sad. Oh. Um, listen, Cooks also got seventy-four yards. It was the magic number. It was just a total joke. And I'm in the minority on this. I actually think the Patriots are gonna do the same thing to the Raiders. A lot of people think that Derek Carr is the play of the week and everybody loves – You know, I don't know how Derek Carr does it, but he manages to only score 13 fantasy points while throwing over 300 yards multiple times in a season. It's It's amazing. amazing. It's a skill. It's a skill. It's impressive. It really is. He may do the same thing against the Patriots, but I'm not starting him. And I, I think the Patriots are going to embarrass them. I think I think Derek Carr is just the kind of slightly overrated but decent quarterback that Bill Belichick really likes to embarrass in public In Mexico, it's over. All right, so um, uh, as far as the sleepers are concerned, Kenyon Drake, LaShawn McCoy, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, and even C.J. Anderson put up over 100 total yards on the Raiders. Javorius Allen uh, was close. He had 85 total yards, and that was while sharing the backfield with Alex Collins, who got over 50 yards. So I'm telling you guys uh, – Uh, There's going to be a running back that goes crazy. I'm not entirely sure who who that's going to be. Rex Burkhead is kind of the the running back du jour that fantasy Twitter loves, so I'm sure everybody has him. That's fine. Uh, Last week, 10 carries for 36 yards, three catches for 27 yards, and a touchdown. Sure, that's nice. I still think this is a bit of a carousel, though. And Dion Lewis also, 14 carries for 55 yards and a rushing touchdown. He wasn't involved with the passing game still has a nice floor and probably is going to get a lot of work against these Raiders. So um, James White, two carries, seven yards, three catches, 11 yards. It just – it's it's all very messy to me. Um, oh, also scored a touchdown. I forgot to mention that. Because who didn't? Who didn't? Who's the Broncos? Yeah, right. um, but yeah. I, I just don't even like the two best players on the team. That's right, again. right. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chris Hogan also still isn't practicing. I wouldn't start him anyway. I think they'll be easy on him. And uh, Martellus Bennett, the mystery. So somehow he told his agent to tell teams not to pick him up because he was going to get shoulder surgery. And then he got a phone call from Bill Belichick and he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll come back. And not only will <laughs> I come back, But um, I'm also gonna play in the game and have catches. It's just really weird. But I'm not starting them. Oh look, Cordy's getting attacked by a puppy. Come here.
0: So this dog can open any door, and he just opened the door to come down and say hello. And his parents haven't figured it out yet. It's okay, Brutus. It's okay. (laughs) Hi, Brutus. Well, anyway, I'm done with the Pats. All right. Well, let me get to the Oakland Raiders while Brutus is here with me because it just feels right. All right. We <laughs> just kind of touched on Carr, and this is the deal. This week, Carr gets the Patriots defense. They have given up the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. While this may seem like a dream matchup, considering that the Pats have given that much up, but they actually have stopped the last two quarterbacks to 10 fantasy points each. So that is not good. Keep in mind, that is Philip Rivers. And Brock Osweiler, but that's the same division that the Oakland Raiders are, right? So this may be a theme that they just have this division down. So you never know. He has uh, has scored 30 fantasy points against the Chiefs, but they give up everything too. So which Patriots defense are we going to see? That's the question. I think we're going to see the Patriots defense that are going to shut down Carr. I agree. Car's been a disappointment this year. I don't know how it'd be difficult for them to do it. So that's where I stand with that. Um, the Pats have given up the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. This bodes well for Cooper and Crabtree, while the Pats cornerbacks have struggled. Um they are even worse when it comes to facing teams that have two talented wide receivers. That's kind of the trick here. So Devin Funchess and Calvin Benjamin, when they were on the same team combined for 30 fantasy points against the Pats. So I'm okay with you still starting them Um, because as I said, it's very possible that it's so funny. Now, Grandpa found out that his dog's downstairs while I'm recording. Uh, (laughs) um, And so I'm okay with you starting both of them. As for Jared Cook, the Pats have been okay against opposing tight ends this year, yielding the 13th most um, fantasy points. Um, However, they're going to have their hands full trying to stop Cooper and Crabtree. So I actually think the Cook could be good this week. I don't mind him. He hasn't had a touchdown since week three. I agree. So he's due for one. And I think it's going to be against the Pats. That's where I'm going with it. All right, Lynch. One of the biggest disappointments of the season 2017 has been Marshawn Lynch, for sure. He finally came alive before the Raiders bye week with 57 yards and two touchdowns. That's the type of production the owners were looking for when they drafted him. Um, but he faces the Pats defense have given up the six most fantasy points to opposing running backs. It's whether or not he sees the um touches, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. They're waiting to the end of the season trying to preserve this old man, but I don't know. He's had it, like, disappeared sometimes going for three points or less than, you know, um less than four times. I just, I, I don't know. I say, pers- like, this is the high hopes, low expectation player of the week is Mr. Marshawn Lynch, and that's my, you don't start the Oakland defense, obviously, against Tom Brady, that would be
1: silly. All right, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys. We'll make this quick because the Eagles are coming off a bye and they're just a fantastic team. You're playing Carson Wentz. This is a no-brainer. Zach Ertz is practicing on Wednesday. He is expected to play, which means that you are playing Zach Ertz. Jay Ajayi, he rushed eight times for 77 yards and a touchdown in Week 9, and that was with a limited playbook. So you got the bye week that could not have come at a better time for him to get caught up a bit with the Eagles offense. It is expected that he will play in a bigger role this week, um, which means that unlike week nine, he should outtouch both Blunt and Clement. I do want to point out that this team insists that Blunt will stay involved. They did not specify how. And that Clement has earned a weekly role, which makes sense. He rushed 12 times for 51 yards and a touchdown. But I said it two weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. The Eagles have a running back by committee style team for a long time now, and I do not see this changing. They are a committee team, okay? So while, yes, it's obviously a hit for Blunt owners, uh, I like Clement, and I like Blunt, and I think you could throw all of them in potentially in a flex role. I think there's a chance that Blunt could score, but Ajay is going to be the lead back, and he is someone that you can absolutely start. Alshon Jeffrey, you can start him as well. Him and Wentz have finally gotten to a groove the past few weeks. Uh, he caught six of eleven targets for 84 yards before the bye and two touchdowns. And he has now scored a touchdown and/or had more than 70 yards in five of his last seven games. He is a must-start. You were playing Alshon Jeffrey. Sadly, Nelson Aguilar has seen a decline now that Jeffrey is hot. Uh, but you know what? I think they're, that was up against a no-fly zone where you know Je- where and Je- Jeffrey didn't do great. But this is a much more favorable matchup, so I think Aguilar is actually going to score this week. I like him. Put him in. Put him in. Uh, I'm not going to so go that far for Tory Smith or Matt Collins. They have been pretty useless all season, so they are on your bench. You're not playing them. In regards to the Cowboys, we got to give our weekly update for Ezekiel Elliott. He will no longer appeal his six-game suspension. So he is serving the suspension it is it is done with guys it is done What i will say Goodness. is that it has been said that elliot will spend his suspension away from dallas perhaps in a foreign country preparing for his return so we are gonna hope that ezekiel elliot does not he- get himself into any trouble over these six weeks
2: yeah don't go anywhere <laughs> where hashish is legal my friend leave it Just, leave it um, don't do it please Please.
1: please don't do it. Please so don't like like be so arrested in a foreign oh country, please.
2: Wouldn't that be classic? Oh, God. Oh,
1: God. Wouldn't it be good? Wouldn't it be good? So just a little heads up there. Sorry, bad things can go wrong. But that's over. Now, what I will say is Dak Prescott, he did not go out last week and throw the ball nearly as much as we thought he would. He did not have that great of a game, only 176 yards. Uh, But what I will say is his left tackle was out, which greatly hurt the entire game from every single facet of this game. And it is uncertain whether left tackle Tyron Smith will actually play this week. So that will kill the passing game, potentially the whole game, if he does not return. We saw how big of an impact that was last week. Now, Des Bryant, uh, he caught three of seven for 39 yards. He's not 100%. That is clear. Uh, he is still the most targeted player on this team, So who you and they will need to pass. So he is still a wide receiver two and a must-start, but he's not a wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two at this point. You still need to play him. I don't love Cole Beasley or Terrence Williams. If I had to pick one, I'd go Terrence Williams uh, with upside just because Dez is not 100%, but I think you've got better flex options out there than him. Alfred Morris had a carries for 53 yards. Wasn't great. Darren McFadden had just one carry. And then Rod Smith rushed three times for 14 yards, but he did catch four passes and was targeted six times for 15 yards. So we've at least established we've got a pass catching back in Rod Smith. Alfred Morris is going to be your power back. They're not great. There may be flex options. Hopefully he got something better. But what I will say is that Jason Witten caught seven passes for 59 yards, which yeah, that's not, you know, it's not right home about. But he is the best matchup on the team. And with Dez still not fully healthy, he could be leaned on more than usual. And I'd be okay with you flexing Jason Witten and putting him in. I'm okay with it. Mm, Yikes. All right.
0: Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks.
2: Okay, guys, well, Julio Jones, all right, six catches for 57 yards last week, no touchdowns, still nah. one touchdown on the season. <laughs> just yeah. This is kind of like my Andrew Luck updates, but we didn't have the Colts this week. It's just pretty standard, you know, that's what I do. Uh, you have to start them. So there you go. And at least Seattle won't have Richard Sherman. So you're welcome. Uh, and you start Matt Bryant. And everyone else, it's very questionable. Um, doubtful though, is unfortunately Devante Freeman who suffered his second concussion of the season. Uh, Adam Schefter reported that he believes that he will miss this week. I mean, keep your eye on this. It could be more time. Concussions are fluky and weird and they all heal differently. Uh, I am worried for him. Get well soon, Devonte Freeman. This does make Tevin Coleman a must start. Um, mm-hmm. Coleman was able to rush for 83 yards last week and score a touchdown, so um, I know it's Seattle and they're a very tough defense. But look around at the other running backs, like in the league. I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I mean, you could do a lot worse than Tevin Coleman with Devontae Freeman out. So um, Matt Ryan in Seattle, when he's the master of winning games with about 200 yards, two touchdowns and an inter- or one touchdown and an interception. Yeah, I don't think so, guys bad news. So, um, I think you probably have better options than Matt Ryan at this point. Um, but Matty Ice is just pretty lackluster this year. It's just the way it is. And three games in a row now with Austin Hooper with six targets, two of which, uh, of the three games that he's played, he's been able to score a touchdown. Now he may have turned a corner and Seattle gives up the 14th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. It is one of the cushier, uh, matchups, but, eh. and then you bench the defense because it's going up against Seattle Seahawks.
1: There you go, Ashley. So I'm going to start with what Brandon kind of touched on Uh, cornerback Richard Sherman has been diagnosed with a ruptured Achilles tendon. Oh. Ouch. Uh, he's done for the season, What I will say is yes, he's a big part of this defense, but this defense is deep. Their depth is insane. They're a solid defense. They're still going to be tough to play against uh, and you can still play them this week. So Russell Wilson, you were playing him. You were always starting Wilson. Um, now. I will say that he did have also a, got hit in the head and uh, the team may be facing consequences because they did not follow concussion protocol. So um, we'll have to hear on that, but you're still saying Seattle
0: also, doing something wrong? Pete Carroll?
1: No. Oh. yeah, no. He's so going to have to go back to college
0: it? just to come mm-hmm. back to pros. Just
1: go back to college. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, Jimmy Graham, you are playing him. He does not have a great matchup this week, but you're not benching a healthy Graham. He caught six of nine for 27 yards, but he had two touchdowns. And that's all that really matters. And he has scored now at least once in four of the last five games. You are playing him. You are also playing Doug Baldwin. He uh, had 95 yards, which means he has topped more than 90 yards in three of his last four games. These are the trends that we like to see. Uh, it is a bad matchup, but you are still playing him i don't love paul richardson or tyler lockett as much this week because of that bad matchup but when wilson is throwing as much as he is it's hard not to consider throwing them in uh as a flex i continue to like richardson more than i like lockett given the choice um just because Richardson's a bit more of the big play guy so i prefer that if i'm going to have the upside for a flex but eh, i don't know Bench the entire running back. Thomas Rawls rushed ten times for 27 yards. He actually looked better than I thought when you look at the stats, but it's still it's just terrible. J.D. McKissick four or five for 20. C.J. Procyse is on IR. Uh, Eddie Lacy is going to come back this week, which will ruin anything that Rawls potentially had going. So as always, you're benching all of the running backs on this team
0: fabulous all right you guys that's week 11 last week of buys get them out of your lineup san francisco 49ers new york jets carolina panthers and the indianapolis colts bye-bye make sure to tune in to us on saturday night on sirius xm fantasy sports radio from 9 to 11 eastern we will be there you can call in we'll answer your questions and if you can't get a hold of us there Ask your questions on Twitter at HerFantasyFB on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, guys, no more faking it.